reach. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. Yeah. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. <laughs> To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. So compare now, compare a bowl game, like going to, I guess, the postseason in college football to going to the playoffs in the NFL and then compare the Super Bowl versus the National Championship and all that. There's no comparison. Coach Friedgen was the offensive coordinator for the San Diego Chargers during the 1994 season when they played in Super Bowl 29 against Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and the San Francisco 49ers. Four years prior, Coach Friedgen won a national championship as the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. I don't think you can even, you know, I don't know how it is with the uh, national championship now because it's pretty similar to the playoffs, but first of all, playoffs in the NFL. This to me, there's three seasons in the NFL. There's preseason where you you know you're looking at guys who got a chance to make the team. The veterans are just trying to stay healthy. I mean, they're not they're doing what they got to do, but they're not going to kill themselves. Then the regular season starts and play picks up quite a bit. And then you get to the playoffs. It's at a whole new temple now. I mean, it's it's the it's the best football I've ever been around. I mean, it's just intense. Really? Yeah, and. Um, when you go to the Super Bowl, I think it's really an advantage for a team that's been there before because they know what to expect. I've never been involved in something that is so, I don't know, just crazy. I mean, first of all, we got there and we, we you know, got off the buses from the plane and there were 12 limousines waiting for our players. They didn't go to the rooms. Wow. And, and they were off and running. And we had, we had some guys miss the team picture the next day. It's got to be a lot different, huh? Like there's way less control over the players because they're grown men. Yeah, but well, in, in a way there is. And, um, you can't get to your hotel. You can't get in the to the floors where the players live. There's a there's policemen at every entrance and exit to, you, to the floor the players are on. And you have to have your Super Bowl credentials to get okay. to that floor. So, I mean, the security is just unbelievable. And then there's these ropes that lead from the elevators to the bus. And there's, no matter what time of day, there's six feet deep, you know, waiting to see the players, you know. And, and you you know, every morning you'd have your meetings, then you leave the meetings to go to a press conference and the press conference, they'd have they'd have a main press conference and then they'd have in the back, they'd have maybe, I don't know, 60 tables. And when the main press conference broke, they'd have maybe Coach Ross, maybe the GM there and maybe a player or two. And then everybody goes to a table and there's 50 to 60 reporters around each table. And, and, there, and that's an hour just being answering the same questions because they go from table to table. You know what I'm saying? Like an interrogation. And then you'd go to practice and you'd practice for, you know, two and a half hours or so and then go back and coaches would look at the tape. Players get treatment and they're off. And we left the hotel the night before the game. What San Francisco did was they had the families leave the hotel the night before the game. So they stayed in the same hotel, which we went to like a, it was like a dorm. Concrete walls and everything else. So, you know, San Francisco had been there a lot more than the charges had been there. And, uh, you know, I think that they were much
much better suited for what we were going into, you know, than the other guys. So it's, it, it was a little crazy, you know. But uh, the women just went after the players like crazy. I mean, it's unbelievable you know, they, they do that on NFL players anyway but is Super Bowl week at all comparable to like a national championship week or a bowl week as far as you know the logistics of it or, or what the responsibilities are well you know when I played when I played for a national championship it was still done by polls so it wasn't you know we knew if we if we beat Nebraska we would be the only undefeated team in the nation so we felt yeah we have a pretty good chance to win the national championship in fact I can remember going into the fourth quarter the score was 45 20 I think it was and I threw a pass on the first play of the fourth quarter and Coach Ross got on the phone and said, what the hell are you doing? I said, Coach, we get 50 against Nebraska. There's no way they can't give us the national championship. So he says, they're beat. Run the ball. I don't want to see another pass. And we ran the ball the whole second, the whole fourth quarter. That's interesting, though, for you, thinking even further ahead of that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know what we were playing for. You know? Right. Like, it's not it's not good enough just to win by 14 points. It's yeah. win, win by 100. And then, you know, we ended up tying Colorado. We won the coaches poll and Colorado was it was playing Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl. The Rocket returned a punt that would have won the game for Notre Dame, which we would have been undisputed champs then. When he ran that punt back, our hotel room shook. I mean, the whole hotel shook. It was like an earthquake hit the hotel. It was because everybody in the hotel was, was Georgia Tech. The, the stadium was, it was like unbelievable. 70% of the stadium was in gold. 30% was in red. And uh, it was, I mean, we turned out like crazy. And um, the hotel went totally nuts. And then they called a clipping play on They called the thing back. And uh, I think Colorado won by a couple points. And uh, and what the kicker was, Colorado played Missouri and had five downs They missed and, and was able to score on a, to beat Missouri on five downs where the officials screwed it up and gave them five downs. And, and then Nebraska, who just lost to Colorado, said, you know, you guys are way better than Colorado. And I got a nice letter from uh, Tom Osborne saying what a good job he had done, which I thought was pretty classy of him. You know, it, it was intense. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. We'll be back next week. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. Won't stop now. Whoa. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them. My folks locked down. Whoa. I never went nowhere. What they say in Ludus.